be as small as two or three. It can be uh, a home group setting. It's when we gather together in worship. And I want to think a little bit about that, and then we're going to practice a bit of that a little bit later on. So um, I've called that communal worship. All right, how do we worship when we come together? We sing, like what we've been doing. One of the things we do is we sing. We pray. We read the scripture. Reading, public reading of scripture is really important when we're worshipping. We break bread together. We have communion, the Eucharist, however you want to call that. And hopefully we'll be doing that more often over the next year or so. Um, the spoken word. What I mean by that is there's lots of different ways in which we can uh, communicate in worship, either preaching, um, uh, prophecy, a word of tongues. There's all sorts of, or even, you know, the modern term of, of, uh, of the spoken word. So, so there's, there's lots of those, um, and it's doing them together as believers. And that's what I'm talking about today. That's, that's what we're going to be thinking about, is doing that practice today. There's one other thing that isn't on there, which I did think about, and that is creative worship. Because we've got a creative God, then there are things like art, dance, drama, uh, poetry. There's all sorts of stuff that, that, that is also part of worship as well and needs to be brought in more. We, we like the spoken part of it, though. We tend to concentrate a lot on that in church generally throughout you know, right across the world, we tend to do that a lot. And actually, God is a little bit bigger than that. So we need to push the boundaries, I think, on that and uh, experiment a bit. Um, so now here's where you come in. What is not worship? What is not worship? Who wants to, to tell me something that isn't worship? A few things that aren't worship. Come on. It's all about contributing. Football hall could be a kind of kind of worship. Yeah, sorry. I thought the same thing. You thought the same thing. Well, yeah, worshiping other things is not. I mean, obviously, it is worship, but it's not worship to God. So, worshiping other things. Anything else? Can anybody think of anything else? Anger, being angry. Yeah, that that is. The, what I was thinking, more so, is when it's about ourselves, when it's about us. That's not worship. When it's about us, it's not really um, worship. Let's move on because I don't want to spend too long me doing it. I want you to be doing it more. Uh, what is the primary purpose of worship? The primary purpose of worship is putting God first. It's not about you and me. It's not about us. We come together to put God first. He already is first. It's just reminding ourselves that he's first, reminding ourselves that he's number one. We praise God, lifting his name, praising him. Where we adore Jesus. That is the fundamental process we actually do. If you listen carefully to Tony's sermon, I don't think I've ever heard a sermon without Tony adoring Jesus. Somewhere it's going to be in there. Just listen carefully. And there's plenty to listen online. 
because that is the primary purpose of worship, even in preaching. Lifting his name high, giving him the status that he deserves, reminding everyone how good God is. Because we've all got lots of logs in our lives, don't we? That when we burn them, that attracts people, that gives power, that's a kind of worship. And when we all put them on the fire together, wow. And that's what we hope to do a little bit later. Um, reminding us about what he has done, reminding us about the fact that he died on the cross, he rose again, but also the fact that I prayed that I'd have enough money to pay for my shopping this week, and he did it. So all these different ways in which we can remind us that the things that God has done, that is what we need to be doing in worship. It is always God first and putting him first. Uh, okay, well, we've done wise worship and all that. Okay, I just want to quickly, I'm trying to rush through this so there's more time. You may have noticed the speed. So there's more time for us to do other things. Let's read a couple of pa passages. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak at one time, and someone must interpret. If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and, and speak to himself and to God. Okay, that's 1 Corinthians 14, 26. So that, basically, that's about what we're doing in worship. And I just want to highlight a couple of things. Whenever you come together, it's not if you come together, whenever. So you need to come together to worship. And then everyone is invited to do things. Everyone should come prepared to share, to share something. Not some people, the professionals or, or, or certain particular people, but everyone should be prepared to contribute. Maybe 60 people in one service is a bit much, but we should be prepared to contribute. I don't know how many are here, probably 50, I don't know. Um, let's look at another passage. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the, for the believers in speech, conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity until I come. Devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders lay their hands on you. So here, again, I just want to quickly highlight two items. First is, don't let anyone look down on you. In this instance, it's because he was young, but for any reason, don't exclude yourself from being able to contribute to a worship service or a service. Don't exclude yourself because you're not good enough. Because face it, we're all not good enough. So you're in a good boat. So don't exclude yourself. You may be too young. You may think, oh, I'm too old. Or I can't speak very well. But you can always say, oh, there's this scripture 
of, you know, of Jesus in the boat. And it really means something to me. And then someone else might read it. That's all you have to say. But it might bring something new or something fresh. And devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture. That's the other thing I really want to say. Whatever we do in church, we need to be reading more of the Bible. And anyone can read a verse of, of Scripture or maybe a couple of verses. And it's really good when someone in the congregation does that. Now, I know we regularly do that. I know last week, I don't know, it was eight, nine people who contributed last week. I thought, oh, it's amazing. You know, maybe I don't need to get up and say this, but somehow I just felt God saying, we need to remind ourselves of what worship is about and what we're doing and to be inclusive of everybody. That's really important. Okay. Where are we now? Worship. This is what I felt God was saying to me about this morning. I've been praying a fair bit about what I'm going to do this morning, and most of it was don't say very much. But there was one other little bit that was, um, which is God likes us to have fun with us. He likes to have fun. He likes to see his children play. I don't know if you've been a parent... Then you love it when you see your children. It was great seeing Sophia just walking up here and saying hello to everybody. And, and, uh, and what's his name? Slipping over on the floor. That was just, that was fun, wasn't it? It was all right. We sometimes come to church and we take ourselves so seriously. I do. I think, oh, it's not spiritual if it's not serious. And that's just rubbish. Uh, anyway, maybe I'm just talking to myself. God likes to give us surprises. He likes to surprise us in a good way. And so often we can be surprised. Even when I listen to that preacher and he suddenly surprised me and said, oh, actually, I am here. <laughs> and you weren't listening. And God likes to laugh, likes it when we laugh at ourselves, when we don't take ourselves too seriously. I just felt that that was important to put in this morning. Right, now it's your turn to do some stuff. We're now going to start the period of, um, of uh, kind of you doing most of it and me doing very little. So what I want you to do is divide up into groups of four or five. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to share a testimony, as, as many of you as you can do in seven minutes or eight minutes. Share a testimony about when you were touched in worship or someone said something and it really spoke to you, or it moved you during a worship service, or someone had a word and it was for you in a worship service. Is that all right if you do that now? So you does mean, if everybody stands up, stand up, because it makes it easier to move around, and then just get into a group of four or five and just, just share, just share that you've got Eight minutes, and then I'm going to stop you. Okay, go. <laughs> 